and then I put my first hand onto the roof and I was like freaking out. I was really freaking out because that's the most dangerous part of the climb. If you fall while you're taking the rope out, you're gonna have a very long fall. We all know what it's like to experience these moments of high anxiety. Maybe our palms start sweating, our hands shake, we feel our chests begin to tighten. But when we're faced with anxiety, do we let it inhibit us? Hi, my name is Caroline White. I'm a senior journalism major at Marquette University. You're listening to Practicing Growth, a podcast exploring some of the universal mental battles we all face at different points throughout our lives. Each episode of this three-part series will focus on a different struggle. We'll break it down, try to understand it, then we'll learn coping strategies to control and minimize those barriers that are standing between us and our way forward. In this episode, we're covering anxiety and uncertainty. Who you heard at the start of the episode was my friend and roommate, Maggie Lyons. She was describing her first attempt to rock climb a route on the ceiling of Turner's Climbing Gym in downtown Milwaukee. Maggie stands about five feet, three inches tall. She has stick straight dark brown hair that stops right above her shoulders. She's been rock climbing for about three years now. She's the vice president of the Marquette Rock Climbing Club. Last year on a frigid winter night, Maggie burst into our apartment, ripped off her heavy winter coat and started emotionally recounting that climb to me. So I get to the ceiling. I'm like 50 feet high. I physically can do this. I technically can do this. My skill, I know where my skill is at. Like, I can make it across. My body could. She'd climbed the wall portion of the route a handful of times before. But when she gripped the first holds on the ceiling, fear started to set in. I knew that my anxiety was being tripped. I felt my heart rate going up. Like, it's that kind of anxiety. When you feel your pulse... (laughs) going through your body, and I knew once that started happening that I wasn't going to make it to the end. According to Anxiety.org, a coalition of psychologists and mental health professionals, anxiety is your body and mind's natural response to perceived danger or unfamiliarity. But it doesn't take being 50 feet high on a rock wall to feel some sense of anxiety. People can feel anxious about giving a presentation, meeting new people, or during any other everyday activity. Dr. Jody Blonick, a professor and mental health counselor at Marquette University, said that we all experience anxiety on some level. But if we think of it on a continuum, everybody experiences anxiety in some form, and we go up and down on the continuum, where I would really describe it as something that um, may benefit from some support is when it crosses that threshold of interfering with one's ability to function. Because we're all different, the way anxiety manifests in our bodies and minds is also different. So anxiety is something that is pretty unique. A lot of times anxiety can be experienced physically. And so some people will just feel panicky. And other times people have kind of a full, what we would call like a full-blown panic attack. Other people don't experience things physically. They experience it more in the way they think. So a common way people will describe anxiety is that they overthink or they worry all the time or they're always planning for the worst-case scenario. In a 2019 American College Health Association survey of college students around the country, almost 70% of respondents reported feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, and almost 90% reported feeling overwhelmed by their to-do lists. College can be a very busy and high-pressure environment at times, 
Dr. Blonick said the fast pace and newness can be a lot to handle. You know, you've got the stress of, of, of college and kind of the pace of, of college, the transition. You have a new routine, new friends, new places to eat, places to sleep, classrooms to go to. That's a lot of change and transition that can be overwhelming at times for folks. Um, it can be exhausting sometimes to kind of go through so much change. Sometimes good transitions or stressful things, um, positive things are also you know, just as impactful on us as, as some of those negative things. Early data shows the COVID-19 pandemic has posed additional challenges to mental well-being. Chegg, an online tutoring service for high school and college students, surveyed its users in August of 2020. Half of the respondents said they had experienced anxiety related to the pandemic, and over half indicated that they were concerned about their own mental health. The pandemic has upended many of our lives and dramatically changed the way we were used to doing things. The virus came with many unknowns, and especially in the early days, there was a lot of conflicting information about how we should all act. All of that has contributed to the sense of anxiety we may feel during this time. Part of what I think contributes to the pandemic being particularly challenging is just the degree of change in routine and then the degree of uncertainty. By human nature, we like predictability. We like Um, the ability to kind of understand or have a sense of control over our surroundings, even if we don't truly have it. And there's just so much uncertainty with um, this pandemic. We didn't choose to live during a global pandemic. We can't avoid major life transitions, and we can't avoid anxiety. So how can we try to prevent anxiety from holding us back? First things first, you can't just wake up one day, flip a switch, and decide you're done feeling anxious. It's unfortunately not how it works. This is a lifelong wellness journey, and successfully coping with anxiety takes a lot of practice. Don't hesitate to reach out for professional help if you need it. These tips are in no way a substitute for a counselor or therapist. The first thing Dr. Blonick suggests is setting a routine for yourself. We're creatures of habit. Once we can create a routine that we feel comfortable with, our our anxiety levels can start to calm themselves. And it's one of the best things we can do to just kind of preserve a sense of calm and and manage our well-being. The second thing she suggests is to practice positive self-talk or to develop some positive affirmations to repeat to yourself when you're feeling anxious. Something like, I, I release what I cannot control and I embrace what I can. You know, in any situation, regardless of how overwhelming, of how difficult, of how you know negative it might be. We always have something that we have some choice or control over. And being able to focus on that can be very calming because it, it allows for us some certainty. Another counselor once told me that when we're going through a hard time, we should try speaking to ourselves the way we would speak to a really good friend if they were down. Dr. Blonick's last tip is to practice some self-compassion. One of the best things we can do, especially during this pandemic, is give ourselves a little grace. Sometimes we're going to navigate difficult emotions. Sometimes we're going to feel more stressed than we feel we should in any given moment. Um, and just to be able to um, give ourselves a little self-compassion and allow for ourselves to um, not be perfect. These tips may be easier said than done. But like I said, you can't wake up one day and just decide you're done being anxious. It's a lifelong journey and there will be missteps. When Maggie fell from that route last year, at first she was disappointed, frustrated with herself because her anxiety and fear got the best of her. But after a while, she realized she still had good reasons to be proud of herself and of all the progress she'd made. I felt close to my limit. I know that I like push myself to that edge so that I can overcome it. You know, I'm not gonna let this disappointment get to me because that only hinders me more. Now I know where 
the line is. So next time, I'm gonna just push the line and just push the line and push the line. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Practicing Growth. Special thank you to Maggie and Dr. Blahnik for their contributions to this episode. Again, my name is Caroline White. See you next time.